0: is up. Friday night live. We're having a party. Trench has set up a an entire <laughs> party in in the studio.
1: I overdo everything.
0: She does. She I picked do. she picked out music, everything, the whole nine and, mm-hmm. and now here we are. She yep. and, and she did it at the last minute. Like we do everything. Yep. She's like, hey, come here. I need to tell you something. And I walked in. <laughs> it's like five minutes before the show starts.
1: I know. <laughs> and
0: I'm like, what did you do? But it looks good. You did a good job. Thanks. You throw in a bit of a birthday party, uh, it seems, in here. But it's nice. It's nice. You did a good job. I
1: appreciate it.
0: Got the uh, the Talk nine five colors in here and everything else. hmm So, uh... Looks fabulous.
1: Well, good. Congratulations.
0: Thank you. Thank you, I'm most so of you guys. So excited. Y'all, uh, you probably know the news by now that uh, the lines going back to the airwave starting Monday, mm-hmm. twelve to two, Monday through Friday, and uh, it's been a, it's been a long time. How long does it time feel? Coming. It's I don't know that it's set in yet, and that'll happen Monday, and I'll I'll be all out of sorts. Getting ready for the show.
1: Is this my fair warning? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. It, it, well, and it just it, the the biggest part of it. You know, going back on the radio is no problem, and I've been doing a little bit of it here and there. But it's just the the th- thinking about the three years, the last three years, mm-hmm. from the moment we left Crawford. And, you know, you and I both remember that day like it was yesterday. Yes. And how sad and depressing that was. And, and at the time, had this this burning desire to immediately get back in radio. Yes. And little did I know that I was nowhere close to getting back in radio. Uh, Matt Murphy, who had his last show today, he, he was talking about kind of his history in the business. And uh, one thing really struck me when he said he had been out of the business for, uh, I guess, a year or two, whatever it was. And he said, it is so much harder to get back into the business uh, than it is anything else. Right. And I "I see that now. (laughs) Because it was my first time having to working my way back into the business. Mm-hmm. i only had two radio jobs before this. Mm-hmm. Both both stations only lasted two years. The first one was a blowtorch of a station out in Anniston, a 1,000-watt AM station. Uh, and within two years of being there, I got the call from 99.5 via Leland leaving. You mean 101. Uh, 101, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I get the call from from Crawford Broadcasting 101 and I immediately move over there. And then I'm like, oh, I'm in the big leagues now, Mm -hmm. you know. And so uh, we we were one of three conservative talk stations in the area at that time. And then Don Crawford pulls the plug, you know, he um, whatever possessed him to do that. I don't know. He's got a history of doing that kind of thing. And so, and we had a good thing going at Cross. Oh man,
1: it was great. Most of you
0: guys that listen to this podcast, y'all know that uh, that show was rocking and Mm rolling. All the shows on that channel were rolling right along, and we were sales were going up and everything else. And then they just
1: pulled the carpet out,
0: pulled the rug out from Mm -hmm. under us. Uh, it, It. I and I also remember we had two guys show up one day to that i've never seen before and they were a general manager from one market and a general manager from another market Like
1: chicago wasn't
0: it yeah it was like buffalo new york and in chicago or detroit or something and they're like yeah uh uh mr crawford sent us down here just to assess the station and see what improvements we could make and we're all like we know exactly what that means Right, you're you're the Grim Reaper of Crawford Broadcasting, and you're here to end all of our careers. <laughs> and,
1: and they did, they did, they
0: did it, temporarily. It, it took them um, uh, several weeks before you know letting us know they were pulling the plug. The one thing I'll give them credit for, which was good and bad, uh, but they gave us a notice of like two months,
1: right? Which was tough. It was very tough, especially when callers would call in and.
0: Yeah, and we <laughs> knew to play the it end off. was
1: coming, and you were like, "Oh god!"
0: But then it almost became a game of uh, how could we um, maybe slide it in there, like hints that yes, this is coming. Yes, I remember. What they did was they held a, a, the severance package over our head, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Well, if you want this money," and, and it's like a month or two before Christmas.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah, it was they're, in November.
0: They're ending your job a month or it, two before what was Christmas. was it, November 30th? It was a month before Christmas, mm-hmm. and it was, like, four days before, like, midterm elections. It, was, it was absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, they're like, you can't say anything, or we, you don't get your severance. Severance wasn't even that much money, especially after taxes were taken out. Um, But, nonetheless, they gave us, like, our last show was on a Friday, and they let us say something about it on Wednesday. So, from yeah. Wednesday to Friday was like a funeral, three-day funeral.
1: Yeah, but, and I remember at the beginning of the week, people would call in and say stuff that, like, because you were doing the hometown tour. And people would call and say, I'm coming out to see you next week. And right, right. Blah, 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 stop. And you're like, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hometown tour, that poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Hometown we ended up with like
1: 500 of those shirts.
0: Yeah, I do. I have like I have no, a ton you of those. Oh, do we give them away? Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I did. I figured we could use them for shop rags or something. I don't know.
1: No, we got enough around here.
0: So, uh, yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been a long three years is the moral of the story, and uh, finally, yeah, there have been many times that we've talked about this on the radio. Um, and Mark Harvard says the last three years were seasoning. <laughs> I was marinating those yes. last three years. Uh, it, it, there had been times that it looked like it was a done deal, and I'm mm-hmm. sure friends and family of mine probably thought I was just blowing smoke and like, oh, he thinks he's gonna get on the radio again, but here <laughs> you know it's not gonna work, just like the other times, because there were several instances where we were on the cusp of of almost signing a contract, right, and. Something would A put pandemic the pandemic happened. On it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> corporate red tape, slow walking, whatever. Something always kept it from happening. There was like two or three instances over the past three years, mm-hmm. and so finally, it took the the guy who created the concept of Dynam Five leaving uh, for my opportunity to come up. So,
1: well, he had been trying hard to get you up there. Circumstances just kept preventing it from happening sooner
0: yeah he was um he was uh instrumental in in pushing between him and val they they were as soon as you know the announcement was made that he was departing and hey we need to come up with a plan it was no brainer Mm -hmm. so we got this guy's in the bullpen we've already tried to hire him like three times so (laughs) let's uh let's give it a shot but he said uh he said you know I, I was constantly thinking of ways to get you on board you know through staffing through budgets through everything else he's like but little did i know it would take me completely leaving the station for you to be able to get up here you yeah. know but i'm happy i could help so and uh it, just it made me out.
1: sad listening to his last uh few minutes on the air today it was yeah, I yeah,
0: had to listen to Murphy and Val both get a little choked up there. That was well, hard. you get to
1: know people, you know, and you feel like it's one of your friends leaving. Yeah. Well, it is one of your friends, but you know what I'm saying as a listener.
0: Yeah, it's... Uh, talk radio is very intimate Mm -hmm. you know especially in 2021 in the day and age of social media you know it's it's much different than it was when i was growing up and really the type of radio that made me fall in love with it but it was more of chasing stardom i think where the djs you were listening to
1: were like rock stars
0: they were they were just as big a rock stars Mm -hmm. as the bands they were playing yeah Music radio was king, you know, you caught these guys out of public events. They're introducing bands at concerts, all this other stuff. And so, uh, they were they were big time celebrities, but now y'all are looking at my family on Facebook, you know, you're seeing you're seeing me just talk about how a crackhead compliments my, my hair on a random day, you know, whatever. And so you feel like you know me a little more mm-hmm. than you would have had this been late '90s right. radio. Right, you know, it's just more access. So it it, it adds to the the connection that you have well, to and a we've, host.
1: We've built friendships through this show, right? You know, and I tried to explain it to my grandmother today. She wanted to know what the show on Friday night was. I tried to explain it to her. You know that we about a year ago, came up with the idea that, you know, people are quarantined, they're staying home. Let's just create an atmosphere where people can start hanging out on Friday nights. And we can all know on Friday night, we get to sit down and talk to regular people, you know, on a regular basis. And she said, well, why don't y'all just meet at each other's houses? Why do you have to do it on the computer? (laughs) She didn't get it, but yeah, that you know, was,
0: well, look, people don't know, but that's why we created the podcast, because right. we don't have any friends, and so we figured <laughs> we could just build a following and just kind of pick and choose who we want as, like, actual, real exactly. friends. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's another thing about this podcast, is the fact that this was created mm-hmm. solely to fill that void when radio abandoned us. Yes. And and it's gone through growing pains and stages and everything else. But when you when you commit to an operation like this, you just you've got to learn as you go. There's no, I mean, I guess there technically are podcast manuals, YouTube videos and stuff. Yes. But we just did it by ourselves because I used to do this before podcasts were even a thing, and we structured it. We did it once a week, and we structured it like a radio station. So it mm-hmm. was. Half music, half me and my buddies talking. We had mics set up, a whole studio, everything. And, uh, it we was, should
1: play some of that.
0: Well, I'm going to say, I mean, it was my 20s. It was a little, it was a little more brash than what I do now. Uh, but I can find some of it.
1: I know where some of it is too. The
0: problem, though, <laughs> the, the one thing I don't like about it is one, I'm probably slurring my speech in some of those. But two, <laughs> two, uh, It's almost like I had a different accent. Do you want to
1: tell them what your name was?
0: It was Captain Charisma, (laughs) which is a wrestler's name, but I always, you know, that started off as like a a chat, AOL, instant messenger type thing, and we just rolled with it because it was an online radio station. Right. Right. And so it was like Captain Charisma FM because we so badly wanted to be on the radio, even though it was on the internet. It mm-hmm. was it, it podcast again weren't a thing, so we couldn't count it Captain Charisma podcast. Right. But um, yeah, even back then, I sounded so different. Yeah, you
1: sounded like a baby voice, like well, a. It was like a baby voice.
0: It was like a drunk baby with a Brooklyn accent in a, in a jar in a jar
1: <laughs> well but that was the mike's fault i don't think that was your fault
0: well the it, i was hanging out i made a lot of friendships through that show
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's how i met st right um as well as a lot of other people from around the country so mm-hmm. when you were hanging out with these guys whether it was online or in person on a daily basis you kind of start talking like them. Mm-hmm. So I had all these different <laughs> accents that really sounded downright stupid. Uh, but yeah, we, maybe we'll drag some of those out one I time. think it
1: would be so funny.
0: Now to address the state of this show. As you all know, we did not have... Um, we did not do a podcast all week. Right. And one, because we were like... Mad busy trying to get everything handled. There's you know a lot of whatever that goes into putting a brand new show on air. Even with the morning show. As you all know, the lineup's going to be Dixon and Vining. Mm-hmm. Richard Dixon, Valerie Vining in the mornings. Uh, news and views 10 to 12, not changing. The line with Andrew McClain 12 to 2, and then Leland moves off an hour. He's going to be 10 to 6.
1: No, he's going to
0: be 2 to 6. Two, I don't want to say 10 to 6. Yeah. 2 to 6 mm-hmm. and then for now they're going to i think replay one of his hours from 6 to 7. Um Where was I going with that? Oh, because they have the morning show. They they they're having to jump through tons of hoops just to get that show set up, mm-hmm. you know? And so much less hours that it that's Brand new immediately, sh- station, you know, yeah. going on the station just out of the blue. So mm-hmm. It yeah. kept us from doing the podcast all week.
1: Well, plus we didn't know if you could since she signed contracts. That
0: was the other thing. Yeah. We were unsure whether or not we were going to be able to even continue we this podcast. We didn't want to get
1: you fired before you started. Right.
0: And it, it concerned me greatly because, mm-hmm. as we just stated, this not only was there a lot of work and a lot of money put into this podcast, but it was... It was there for us at a time radio wasn't. And I think that's the one thing I kept going back to because I'm like, man, this is this is our baby. And I just Mm -hmm. I'd be heartbroken if we had to let it go. Yeah. So I talked to management and I'm like, here's here's what I got. Because in the contract, it's got some verbiage here and there about, you know, doing things that would interfere with the money-making process of the radio show and i kind of explained what we do you know we don't really have any advertisers we've got vapor forge which are friends of ours and Mm -hmm. we want to support their business but um it's just just kind of a hangout deal and they're like well that actually that sounds like a good thing that maybe could even promote the radio show Mm -hmm. at a certain level so i don't see a problem with it and i'm like (laughs) Yeah So that's where we're at But we are faced with something else Which is how do we structure Structure This show With the new radio show Because I don't think I can Nor do I think you need Three to four days Worth of politics For an hour After you've already listened to me on the radio For two days
1: Yeah you'll already know his point of view I mean for two hours a day Yeah
0: You've got the ability, and this is what I want to stress to people, is you will have the ability to listen to the show on Talk 99.5 just as you listen to this show on Apple Podcast. Mm-hmm. There will be a specific channel on Apple Podcast that is, my, is the line that you'll be able to go back and listen to. So I, I don't want to be shooting dueling podcast out there. Right. But this show right here, the Friday Night Live, I think is important to continue. hmm So what we plan on doing is continuing this once a week, Friday night, for an hour, maybe two hours, just however we want to do it. I guess we, there's no real rules on how long we do each show. So that's what we've decided to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think, honestly, I think that's the best route of action. I I would love to know what everybody thinks of that. Yeah,
1: because we could always do shows during the week that are on um, topics that you don't cover on the show. Right. That aren't political. You know, like, for instance, the Duggar trial just Are we talking about that tonight? I think we should. Ooh! Yeah. That's juicy. I know. But, you know, we could talk about stuff like that that you necessarily wouldn't talk about. On your show, and we can come on and do those at night. I think.
0: Yeah, I like that. You know, uh, and and thank you for everybody, Kim, Terry, Tony, uh, uh, Mary, Catherine, all y'all. Thank y'all for um,
1: supporting the, all the time. Yeah,
0: the congratulations, yeah. and I want to make this point as well. Some of some of you that are giving me the congratulations, that are congratulating me, are actually. A part of what will be happening Monday and deserve a lot of credit because over the past three years, especially in the early days when 101 first ended.
1: Right. They were hammering. I mean, them y'all were making you. petitions. Yes. And just, and Murphy <laughs> has
0: even pulled me to the side. He's like, man, I've gotten hammered with emails about you and Jessica coming over to this station that we got to pick you up. And I think that's what initially planted the seed
1: mm-hmm.
0: where he's like, you know, maybe this guy could be an asset if the opportunity pops up. Right. And it wasn't just those days after. Y'all kept doing it. I see posts on social media comments. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to hire
1: Andrew. Y'all need to do this. It's so nice to And
0: uh, yeah, it really makes me feel good. But uh, I think more importantly, it shows that you guys deserve uh, credit Maybe more credit than I do for making this happen, mm-hmm. because I wouldn't have been able to do it on my own or my own merits. I don't believe because in the grand scheme, I'm still kind of new in comparison to people like Dixon and Vining and and Murphy and Leland right I'm a baby in this business,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know I've got four years of radio employment under my belt. After 10 years of trying and being told no over and over and over again, I've only got you four should, years.
1: You should tell the intern story before we get into the the Duggar stuff and all that.
0: What, what's the intern story?
1: Where you were told you could intern at 101.
0: Oh, should I do that?
1: Oh, I, I think mean, that story's so good.
0: Well, I... I, I don't guess the guy will ever see it, but... No, he
1: won't ever see this.
0: And, and it's not... I want to preface it with this. The guy I'm about to tell you the story about is uh, not a bad person. No. I, I developed a work relationship. I maybe even call it a friendship. We're cordial. I think the dude's a nice guy. I think what he does is great work. He's um, a godly man you know revolves all the things that he does revolves Wait a minute, around is it
1: mark harvard no no. no but that would be good
0: i wouldn't hold back if it was mark harvard i'd be like yeah just let's joking, go mark he's in the build let's talk about
1: it
0: um no this is a guy name a name so uh, just to explain it there's no i'm just gonna go ahead and say it
1: no don't why do, don't you want do me to
0: tell part. the story
1: yeah tell the story but don't say names
0: well he's gonna know if he hears it. that's
1: okay because okay. you just said he's great
0: anyway So at Crawford, there are three stations, right? Mm -hmm. There is 101.1 WYDE, there's 93.7 WDJC, and then there was WXJC, which was like, I don't even remember, 95.1 or something. So 101, the Tonk Station, WDJC Christian Music, and then WXJC was like, Christian talk, Christian teaching. They would do some syndicated stuff. If y'all remember Mickey Bell, uh he had the Dixie Gospel Caravan on that channel and I've never seen a level of enthusiasm from a radio show host in person like Mickey Bell doing mm-hmm. that. Um but the guy that the 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 guy that this is about, he was kind of the head guy over WXJC in the sense of the host. He hosted the main talk show on there, and I can't remember if it was morning or afternoon, but he had an organization that was based on, you know, bringing God to school children, high school kids, whatever, Mm -hmm. um... And, and Are you other about things. to get
1: struck by lightning?
0: Now I don't, I'm just trying to make sure I'm <laughs> I'm telling the story because I may be missing some of this. I may be messing some of it up. And
1: let me ask you this. This was before you were ever on the air in Aniston as well, correct? Yeah, this is all This, this is, is like it. brand new.
0: But this guy had been doing that show for a while. Now, flashback to like age 25, 10 years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was made known on his his station hey we're looking for an intern uh to do some stuff around here if you're hungry to learn the business whatever whatever you know reach out to us and so that's what i did i didn't know a whole lot about the channel i oh, listened yeah. to 101 at the time right um but i was like man maybe this is my <laughs> opportunity to get in the door right i'm 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 hungry to be in radio i i know a lot about the business just from you know listening to radio and researching so the guy reaches back out to me and he's like yeah that sounds like a good idea uh we're doing a, a a remote a live remote uh in a couple days just come over here and uh uh we'll figure out what you need to start doing You know, get your internship started. Now, this remote was in the parking lot Mm -hmm. of the station, Mm -hmm. which seems kind of silly. But nonetheless, they got the remote going. I show up. My family, knowing that this is what's embarrassing, my family, knowing how much I've wanted to be in radio, has decided to come as well. Okay. (laughs) To the remote. Ants uncles grandmas everything you can think of they come to the remote
1: mm-hmm.
0: melissa has brought young little p diddy mm-hmm. who who can barely even walk around i've got pictures from this day mm-hmm. they as a courtesy or a sympathy plug allowed me to get on there and i think they were just going around talking to listeners that they had shown up mm-hmm. i sat down at the table with young p diddy and talk to the guys for, you know, approximately five minutes. They're just kind of asking general questions about me or whatever. I've got pictures from that day. And so, anyway, the uh, uh, event wraps up. And everybody's kind of leaving. And they're they're moving the table and the chairs. And I, you know, I just go right along. I'm just... I, I didn't even ask what I needed to do. I was just helping them tote the stuff back into right. the station. 'Cause it, as far as I'm concerned, from my understanding, I'm an intern now.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: and uh by the time we got done, I, I go back over to the guy and I'm like, So, um, what uh well, when when do you need me back up here? Or what do I need to do? Just let me know. I'm open, I'll do whatever. He's like, Oh, um, we're we're not really gonna be able to let you intern because you you don't have you're not in school for broadcasting and you haven't been to college or anything uh, so that's not something that that you're gonna be be able to do for us. And so that was a kick in the nuts. Yeah, that, it, that was bad. It was embarrassing. It was humiliating, especially in front of my family. Mm-hmm. To to for for me to be led into that and then turn around and tell them, "Hey, I'm working for the radio station now. I'm a big time <laughs> big time radio star. You know, I'm gonna be doing intern stuff." And uh, so I got sent home with no, no radio internship. And so fast forward to 2016, summer of 2016, hot, steamy summer. <laughs> and uh, this, is, this is going to be July the 1st, 2016. My first day walking into the building at Crawford as an employee. One of the first people I pass in the hallway is this guy who is still doing that same radio show,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we pass each other, we make eye contact, and he goes, "Hey, you look familiar and I'm <laughs> like yeah I, my name's andrew i you know i i I was up here- one w- that one time y'all did the remote in the parking lot, he's like, "Oh yeah, I remember what are you doing here?" I said, "Well, I work here, buddy." <laughs> I got a show coming up at 9 o'clock. And the look on his face was one of shock, one of confusion, and there may have even been a little red tint to his <laughs> face. But uh, he, was, he was shocked to find out. And not to demean any of the stations or anything, but there was kind of a, I guess some sort of a pecking order in those stations just based on signal size. Right. And the station he was on was the smaller of the three and the one I was on was the big one mm-hmm. as far as talk radio goes. And so it was just, uh, you can imagine what was running through his head at that time. Right. And uh, so that was kind of bittersweet, I guess.
1: I think it's a great story because it just shows you didn't give up and yeah. you came back and got even a better position.
0: And so a, again, dude's a good guy, got no problems with him. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I, I don't know this to be fact, but at that point in my life, maybe it was best that I didn't get into the business. That's what I said. Because I was right uh, a very immature uh, 20 Five twenty-six 26 year old
1: no jeremy i'm not so nope
0: is your you oh uh, jeremy's asked if you're doing the radio show too no
1: but kim's got kim's kind of on the right track of what i was thinking we would do is some conspiracy shows during the week
0: i'm down yep i'm down um somebody else asked me that they're like mm-hmm. hey you gotta get trish on the radio show too no. I'm mean, not as a full-blown co-host, but <laughs> yep. just make some appearances.
1: Yeah, I'd do that for you.
0: Look at you. Well, I told him, I was like, that's probably not going to happen. I'm well, you though.
1: broke me in during the pandemic, so. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I mean, when you're broadcasting, when you were doing Leland's show from here in our house, I couldn't get out of it.
0: Right. Well, yeah, there's been some <laughs> surreal moments over the past three years, too, and yeah. that was the first time I filled in for Leland from this studio. Yeah. Trisha's like I can't believe the biggest radio show in Alabama. No, you have to understand. <laughs> coming out of my house,
1: I have been a Leland fan for like ten years. No exaggeration, and to have his show, no to have his show broadcast from one of my bedrooms was like this is insane. You know, totally crazy.
0: Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was, it was weird for but everybody I involved. I
1: couldn't get out of it between Andrew and AJ. They drugged me on several times. Right. So I'm comfortable now. I don't mind.
0: Well, it started with uh, the ghost honk Yeah. And being haunted, which <laughs> I still don't appreciate that till this day. Also, we're on just the two-year anniversary. We're on the other side of the two-year anniversary of the time I almost killed AJ. Yes. So the Reaper a, Challenge. It's ironic that I'm now an employee there, and his life has never been more in danger, I do believe. He'll Not ne- that I would make him do he, it again.
1: He would never trust you. No. He, he would never... Well, trust I, you to give him food again it won't happen well the
0: thing is is like he he's had a bunch of health problems since then and and so, rumor has it that I'm the one that caused it. And so, yeah, you know, not only did he almost die that day, there's been like three or four other times he's almost died. And
1: yeah, you better just, leave him alone. You know,
0: I'm not, I'm not going down that road again. I'll kill somebody else. I, I'm not doing it to AJ. <laughs> um, real quick before we get into anything else, I want to remind you guys about a Vapor Forge out on 280. Tony and the crew, Bodies of mine. This place is number one from your vaping needs. To your CBD, to your Delta 8 smoking devices, whatever they've kind of moved into this area of I don't uh, they're not a head shop, but they've got a section of head shoppy type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, aisle seven, (laughs) aisle seven. You go down the aisle seven and you'll see what they got. But the main thing is the vaping supplies. Nobody's got a better selection. Nobody's got better prices. Uh, also the offers and the points programs that they have it will save you a ton of money I assure you. So go check and them out. you know out. what's
1: so cool about Vapor Forge? We're about to go into this the topics for tonight. But the night we went to buy the podcast equipment to do this show, I locked the keys in the car and we had to go into Vapor Forge and stay in there because it was pouring down rain. There was a thunderstorm. And they kept the store open for us until the guys came to unlock our car. Right. And we had never been in that store before. We
0: were at Bailey Brothers. We were at Bailey
1: Brothers buying podcast equipment. And it's just crazy how small of a world it is. You Otherwise,
0: know? we'd probably never met these guys.
1: We, we, we just happened to be there because I locked my keys in the car. And so I I think you yeah. We I'm were the, still
0: on the radio at that time. I think there was like maybe a week or two left of the radio yeah, show. Yeah,
1: so I guess you have me to thank for yeah. you and Tony being friends.
0: That's true. And by the <laughs> by the way, Henry Daly in the house, he's one of the members of that team over there, so he can uh he can vouch for how awesome. I remember it was Eric. And uh, I can't remember. I felt like there was another guy there that night. That they literally were like, "Come on in, sit on the couch." They were like,
1: "Have a seat." And and they kept the store. They didn't keep the store open. They just allowed us to stay in for like an hour. I mean, it was crazy. So nice.
0: So anyway, all right. What are we talking about tonight? Now we're one big happy family. Yes, love those guys. Um, you wanted to bring up Josh Ducker. Okay, now I don't know a whole lot of this about this story mm-hmm. except for what you have relayed to me. I know about the TV show and the big family and all that. So if you want to explain that part, like okay. who is Josh Duggar?
1: All right, you guys remember the TLC show called 19 Kids and Counting? And then I think it was like 20 Kids and Counting or 21 or whatever. Um, the oldest son... Got caught um, when he was 15 years old. I got to be careful how I word this. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Selectively pick your verbiage because um, <laughs> the, you got to remember there's certain things that that uh, get triggered here. And yes, we don't need uh, we don't need all that.
1: Okay, I'm just gonna say, uh, CSA. What is that? Child, just, you, you can't just, say it. Well. It's a child sexual abuse. Oh. Come on, yeah. man. See? You don't oh. want to say it. But anyway. Um, okay. So, he was in court because they found that he had received and downloaded um, videos of CSA. Right. Children as young as three months old. I mean, it's sickening. Okay. Oof. Now, just a bit about his history. Um, when he was 15 years old, I believe he was 15, he had confessed to abusing four of his sisters and a family friend's child okay so he has five victims when he's 15 years old he know he just his parents sent him away to like this um christian type therapy where he had to go away for two or three months and you know they tried to I don't know, throw holy water at him or something to to right, cure him. I right. don't know what they do at this camp. Unless we're not making fun of that. No, but, I'm not making fun of it, no, but, but he we, should have been handled properly.
0: He should. The, the problem is, is people like this
1: mm-hmm.
0: are wired differently, and it's almost impossible to deprogram them from this. Right. At least that's the way I feel. Now, I'm not saying we got to take them out back and shoot them, but I am. They, they, they <laughs> might just, just need to take him out big back big and shoot him. Yeah, them. he I'm is a saying. sick
1: dude, Peggy. Um, so yeah, so he did that. And then some of you guys may remember that when this Ashley Madison thing came out. Do you remember Ashley Madison? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was an app for people that wanted to have affairs. Right. No strings attached. There's
0: probably some people right now watching this having flashbacks. Like, oh, God. <laughs> Is my I name re- on that list? I remember that.
1: <laughs> but anyway, he was on that list, and at the time, he was up in Washington. Um, I can't remember what position he held and what he was doing up there. But anyway, um, so it came out that he had been having an affair on his wife, and then later on, he got charged because he beat a woman up during um, sex in a hotel room. Yeah. And he like strangled her and all kinds of stuff, and so she pressed charges that on him a, for that. was a
0: prostitute that happened I don't that know that with. she was
1: a prostitute or not. I'm um, not sure. An escort, maybe. I don't know. But um, regardless, no, I think she was a stripper. Nah. I think so. Um, anyway, so that's his his history. So this week, he, he goes to court, um, and they found him guilty. And from what I understand, the minimum sentence that he'll get is 20 years. And because of the age of his victims, they can tack on a, an additional five years just because the victims were so young. So he's looking at 20 to 25 years minimum.
0: And he is when is the when is the sentencing supposed to happen?
1: Um, I heard that it's going to take three or four months for sentencing, but I don't know that you know if that's true or not. That's just what I heard
0: Now, you told me mm-hmm. that the dad is still defending this guy. Is that right?
1: Well, he was. He's kind of distanced himself since the guilty verdict, but he went on he went into the courtroom and acted like he didn't remember the situation with his daughters being abused. What do you mean? He was like, when they asked him questions about the five girls that he uh, molested, Jim Bob said, I don't recall, which he's, you know, their family's divided right now. Cause a lot of the girls are, of course they were victims and they're looking at their parents, not picking his side instead of theirs, you know?
0: Well, first of all, you don't trust a guy named Jim Bob. (laughs) That's the first mistake. I'm
1: kind of wondering if that's where it all started. (laughs) Uh,
0: After Josh Duggar was found guilty on two counts of receiving and possessing child pornography, Jim Bob Duggar, Derek Dillard, and more family members reacted to the news. This entire ordeal has been very uh, grievous... According to Jim Baum and his wife, Michelle Duggar, they said that in a statement to Us Weekly on Thursday, Today's God's grace, they say, Today, God's grace through the love and prayers of so many have sustained us. Our hearts and prayers are with anyone who has ever been harmed through child sexual abuse material. Goes on to say, The couple who are the parents of Josh and his 18 siblings noted, that they are not now focused on showing their daughter in law and Duggar, uh, on showing their daughter in law and Duggar providing her and Josh's children with love and support.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, Anna w- went to court with him every day, um, leaving her children back in their hometown so that she could go support him every day. They have seven children, oh. um, and they're fairly young still to have seven children, but. Um, I'm kind of thinking that maybe they they told her, if you walk beside him and make it look like you you have faith in him so the jury sees that... That it would help his that case. ...that will support him, will support you, you know?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You see, see what I'm see. saying? They also said, as parents, we will never stop praying for Joshua and loving him as we do all of our children, pointing out that they continue to place our trust in God following their son's scandal... Earlier on Thursday, Dillard, who is married to Jill Duggar, explained his reasoning for attending the trial, telling people after the verdict, we just we just wanted to, among other things, see the facts for ourselves. America is the best country to get justice. So, yeah, man, what a mess. What a mess.
1: Oh, the drama that's going on between all the children right now. It's crazy.
0: Well, and for a family, first of all, I understand the Bible. Says, get after it and multiply. Okay. I get that. <laughs> but we don't have to take everything in the good book to the extreme. Right. Maybe take your uh, belief in God to the extreme, living Christ like to the extreme. That's fine. But the kid
1: thing. Well, yeah. they say, like, they don't believe in contraceptive and all that. Sleep in a separate room if you have to. <laughs> Come on, cuz. I'm not having 20 children. I'm sorry. Well,
0: and here's the thing. You know, in some <laughs> cases, no matter how good of a parent you are, you people end up having a bad kid. A kid that goes down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the time it is bad parenting. Like right. this kid that shot up to Michigan High School. But... Sometimes you just end up with a bad kid. Right. You Call it a dud, if you will. A dud. Defective kid. <laughs> You're I don't a know. dud. <laughs> I am. But if you have 20 or 19 of them, mm. your chances of one of them being a dud is extremely high. Right. Because not only is does the parenting get harder... But one of them's bound to slip through the cracks. Well, now, know. this is an extreme case. Right. Uh, you know, I'm I'm talking about maybe somebody who went to prison for drug possession or trafficking. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, this guy, you know, did probably sicko. the worst of the worst. Right.
1: They'll uh, handle him in jail. You think they'll, they'll be um, putting him in solitary confinement?
0: I would not be... Yeah. Uh, I know, and this sounds cliche, because we say it all the time when it comes to uh, sex abusers that are put in prison, but I, I don't see him... I don't see him making it out alive. Unless they do put him in protective custody for 20 years. Did
1: you see his um, booking photo? No. He's smiling like he's at the DMV. (laughs) It's so
0: creepy. Uh, He's into some...
1: He's so creepy.
0: Weird stuff. So we'll say Duggar mugshot. Let's see what this looks like. (laughs) Oh, my God. He looks like he's... What is it with this guy? Oh, no. Hold on. Let me pull this up on the screen here. What? Do you feel so. Oh! In our home? That scared me. Yeah, that's weird. That's really weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, Andrew Young says he, he's likely going to get sexually abused himself, which maybe it. that's why he's smiling.
1: Maybe. Maybe he's looking forward to it.
0: He's like, all right, now I can get all the...
1: I can pull un- my pockets out all over this jail. Right. <laughs> right,
0: and the pants are going to be sagging. <laughs> for sure.
1: I have a feeling they're going to isolate him. Mm. But, in his dad's, I think he's either running for Senate or he's talking about running for Senate. Is he
0: really? Yes. Jim Bob.
1: Yes, Jim Bob.
0: <laughs> I don't know why anybody would trust a Jim Bob. <laughs> Now i got to see this. Jim Bob Duggar campaign, maybe?
1: Say a former member of the Arkansas House of Representatives.
0: Right. Let's see if there's any news on that. Uh, news. Uh, no. Oh, let me pull this up over here. Uh, Josh Duggar's sister charged with endangering welfare minor. Uh, Josh Duggar charged. Jana yeah, that's Duggar something charged.
1: that just came out today that I don't even know what's going on with that. So if you want to click on that, Jana's the older sister. Um, is she Josh's twin? I think she's his twin, but yeah. I'm not positive.
0: You're asking the wrong one <clears> for <throat> that. Um. Jana Dunker mm-hmm. was charged with endangering the welfare of a child in September. Court documents from a, a court in Elm Springs, Arkansas, revealed the former reality star pleaded not guilty to the charge. The 31-year-old is ordered to appear in court on January 10th. The charge for the 19 Kids and Counting alum could be classified as a Class A or B misdemeanor. Uh, offense and could result in some jail time for Jana if not mitigated to a fine, per the Arkansas statutes. No further details were revealed in the documents. An attorney for Jana did not immediately respond to Fox News for a comment. News of the charge comes one day after Duggar's brother Josh Duggar was convicted. Blah 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 blah. So so
1: maybe that that's not her twin then because. They probably would have said that.
0: Well, well and there, there doesn't seem to be any details on that, but is it, I guess my question is, is it related <laughs> to the Josh Duggar case? I don't did, know. It, just, she, it
1: literally just broke.
0: Did she play a role in um, facilitating that, the production of, of the child pornography i i don't know i'm just grasping at straws
1: yeah i can tell he's a freaking
0: you you <laughs> got you got uh, you got uh, uh, uh 25 people in one immediate family i ain't gonna be able to keep up with that
1: well in the way i don't know if you
0: ever Throw watched a pedophile this sh- in the mix a bunch of twins everybody's brother sisters and jim bob's <laughs> running the show
1: i don't know if you ever watched the show but they would put an older t- child and in- In charge of the younger child.
0: Wow, that worked out well. And so
1: they would team them up, and then the older child would be responsible for giving the the education to the younger child, making them do their chores, um, helping them get dressed every day. If they went out of the house, they were, you know, buddies. They had a buddy system to keep up with them. The parents didn't have to do very much parenting. Let me just put it that way. But even when the, I'll tell you the one, the episode that really upset me is when the kids were sick during one episode and the parents were asleep in the bed and the older girls had to get up with the sick children that were throwing up and they were like we don't want to wake up mom and dad you know and it's like (laughs) they should be the ones awake their children are throwing up but that's just how they had their family set up and maybe if they did more parenting this wouldn't have happened you know you know It almost
0: seems like it's really got this vibe of one of these, um, what do you call them, Uh, polyamorous people that have multiple wives. You
1: mean like sister wives?
0: Yes. Oh. It's got that vibe. So I'm wondering, this is why I don't trust Jim Bob, if you're gonna live that lifestyle, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: why don't you just go Old Testament and get four or five wives, you know, for... If you want it to be for your own pleasure, but for anything to help around the house, I would
1: cut you. <laughs> don't hey, even, don't even ask. You think I want
0: to handle more than one woman?
1: <laughs> don't even Women ask. Are
0: crazy. <laughs> um, but that's my question. You know, you're already you're already living this bizarre, you know, outdated mm-hmm. lifestyle. It's like Amish meets you know. Well,
1: I mean, and to each their own. If that's how they want to live. Um, but clearly just, they had four children in their home being abused by their older brother. So they weren't watching close enough. You is know? he the
0: oldest of the group? I
1: can't, I can't remember. I think so. I thought him and. Well, see, now that's and, a problem. I thought him and Jana were twins, but let me just look this when up. When
0: you start having kids and the oldest one at age, you know, 12 or 15 or whatever turns out to like touching little kids you would think okay let's let's stop having kids because something's going wrong here we're going to go ahead and cut it off just to make sure we don't raise uh, another uh, birth another child molester but no you went on to do it 18 more times come on
1: well and they've kind of at, like shunned some of the girls Jill specifically because she pushed back on this. They told the girls that all this happened while they were sleeping and that they never woke up. And they've told them this their whole lives because they were younger. They were like five and six years old when he did this to them.
0: Yeah. Um, Charlene says uh, Josh is the oldest and Jana and John, John David, David are, twins. are twins. Okay. And hi, Char. It's good to see you. <laughs>
1: Thank you for that because I'm over here trying to find it. I knew that Janna had a twin. But I couldn't remember who her twin was. Yeah. So.
0: But speaking, since we were telling earlier in the show the history of my radio, Charlene is my very first radio boss. You know, she came after. Yeah. I got rejected for an internship. I walked in her office one day in the 2013 and asked if I could intern, she didn't think twice about it. She's like, "Taylor, yeah, of you're
1: still wearing her headphones.
0: I still got the headphones she gave me on my head right now." And uh, he I speaks think so
1: highly of you.
0: Within like two months, she gave me a full time job. I mean, mm-hmm. they even made me like sports director and all kind of stuff. So, um, no other radio station in Alabama would make a Tennessee fan the sports director of a station, <laughs> but they did. We
1: love Miss Charlie. They
0: got some cone at, at that station. So, uh, but yeah, this is this is something what is the date of the the sentencing
1: I don't know I, I watched this show I know Kim knows this um, Emily Baker she's an attorney on YouTube and she like recaps this stuff and I believe she said it's three or four months from now but I don't personally know for sure yeah but if you guys want some detailed legal stuff in some of these cases go to Emily Baker's channel she's really really good yeah on YouTube.
0: Wow. She well, she breaks uh, she
1: breaks all the documents down and everything. So
0: we'll keep up, keep up with it. Um, something else happened over uh, over this past week: Jesse Smollett verdict comes in. Mm-hmm. What two days ago, or was it yesterday? Yeah, and he is found guilty on like five of six, six charges. Yeah, and you think about it, what a bizarre situation that was, mm-hmm. to where you literally. Make up in in a time where racial tensions are high, you make up a fake attack on yourself, and then basically turn around and blame it on the president, right? Almost seemingly seeming to uh incite a race war. Okay, now for those of us with any common sense, most of us snuffed it out from the beginning. Most of us knew none of this makes sense. Nothing makes sense about a couple white MAGA guys in Chicago in a blizzard at 2 a.m.
1: Yelling MAGA. (laughs) Attacking
0: a a gay black actor who is walking to Subway in Chicago at 2 a.m. Nothing makes sense. Yeah. Then the police get hours later to his apartment and he's still got a noose hanging around his neck. Come on, dude nobody was buying that but um, the the people of uh, the political realm sure did because they saw value in it yeah political value and they saw it as an attack the the ability to attack the sitting president Donald J Trump at that time
1: well you know he regrets his decision to do this I just hope he doesn't beat himself up too much over it right yeah well <laughs> the good news
0: is, is you know, he ultimately got what he wanted, and that was to have the attacker brought to justice. Right, he was found. The <laughs> but attacker do you think was found guilty.
1: But do you think he'll actually get any time?
0: Um, on, on my honest opinion, no. I don't, I don't think, don't so think he will.
1: I think he'll get to buy his way out of this.
0: Right. Well, he's got too many people in power that have been made to look dumb over this. And so the last thing they want is somebody they were standing up for to be sitting in prison for the next year or two. You know? He'll get a slap on the wrist, he'll get probation. He'll pay a fine. Or pay yeah. a fine and you know. He should you know what they should do is his punishment? What? The next Donald Trump rally, they should make him go clean the uh the arena or the the fairgrounds where they do the rally, make him clean up after somebody. After the events needs over. To.
1: <laughs> Some messy folks. <laughs> yeah,
0: it uh it gets bad. Well, when you got fifty thousand people all in one area, like we had it, the one we went to in Coleman.
1: Yeah, it got a little scary.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, what was scary was the walk back. Yeah. Because it's it was that same venue where they have Rock the South. It's out in the middle of nowhere, Coleman, Alabama.
1: Pitch black.
0: Pitch black. No street lights. Had to walk like a mile back to the you car. You just
1: better be glad I was with you because you would have turned down the wrong street. You would oh. have never found the car.
0: Oh, no doubt. <laughs> There's no doubt. Oh, and it was like a mad thunderstorm mm, too,
1: lightning everywhere.
0: Leading up to that, so it
1: was exciting. It was exciting.
0: What else do we have this week that you know of off the top of your head? Because we didn't really prepare for the show. We were gonna get on here and uh, um shoot the breeze. Yeah. Somebody said when is uh Kim says when's Jussie's sentencing? Uh, bah, 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 bah. let me see if I can find it. Um verdict blah 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 and do you see a date here I don't see a date close that
1: box out
0: get off my screen in the absence blah 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 and this is fascinating guys just stick with me for a second uh this is giving all like I think it's gonna be at the bottom what do you think? Look at yeah. the picture of him. What a loser! Yep. Um. Outside court late Thursday. Da, da, da. February. Oh no. I don't know. We don't know. It's it's coming <laughs> up. It it'll be. I, I would guess it's going to be in like a week. Like those things move pretty quickly. So. Should be it.
1: Yeah, but I don't know because they were talking about Duggars not being for four or five months. Mm, I don't know then. I don't know Go watch Emily Baker She'll know By the way the
0: For those of you In Blount County That kept up With the FedEx saga Oh
1: yeah What's going on with that
0: They figured out Who the guy was mm-hmm. That was dumping packages Like a 22 year old kid From Adamsville oh, And um, I, I heard a press conference Actually they played it on, on Leland Mark Moon Who is the sheriff Of Blount County mm-hmm. Super nice guy I don't know him personally But I've heard nothing But good things about him um, he held a press conference explaining that the guy uh, was very remorseful for what he had done. Uh, he was in a, a rough spot in his life. Apparently, he felt like he was overworked. He had a family member die and several other things. And And, and Mark Moon kept talking highly of this kid, talking about he was uh, very respectful and very remorseful. And I thought that was... I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, I'm not looking for sympathy for the guy, but, you know, at 22 years old, that could have easily been me just trying to cut some corners at work and being so stupid to think I could throw these in a ravine and then they'll just <laughs> reorder them. And that's
1: probably what actually probably happened. Well, oh yeah,
0: that's kind of what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. But here's what this is the most bizarre part. He's like, we got five warrants issued and uh, we are going to allow him to turn himself in. Mm-hmm. We were going to get him to do that today, but when we reached out to him, because he's been very receptive talking to the investigators, he told us he is uh, not going to be available till later in the day because he's currently at work on his route delivering packages for a new company.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, Wow, I didn't what? see that coming. What's he
0: doing? delivering packages? Are you sure about that? So... then go check that ravine. Yeah. Well, I mean, is it really even worth finishing out your day? Could you just call your boss and be like, hey, I'm the FedEx guy and they're, they, they're trying to take me in? Yeah. Because something tells me that his newest company didn't know he was that FedEx guy.
1: Probably not. Anyway, I... You know... That's an I, interesting twist.
0: I think they should find a fitting punishment for him. What Don't throw you, the how book would at you him. punish him? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, first of all, that's
1: I, damage to a lot of property.
0: It is and, and they and really it's theft. they undercharged him because, mm-hmm. you know, this these are these are goods that are coming across state lines, which is a right. harsher charge, but it's just 22-year-old me keeps thinking, "Man, I, I hate to ruin the kid's life.
1: Let me put it to you this way. If it was your package coming with your beef jerky or your
0: well no i'd be upset uh,
1: well how would you feel about it then
0: well i I'd, i would be upset i would be like dude that, that is the most boneheaded thing i've ever heard of mm-hmm. but you know, assuming that it was something that could be replaced or resent from amazon you know that's one thing now if it's irreplaceable maybe, you know, your grandmother's ashes or something, then okay, probably a different story. Let's
1: try it this way then. If it was goods coming from your company and it was $50,000 worth of stuff he just threw in a ditch that you had to eat, you had to send out new product to all those people, then how would you feel about it?
0: Restitution? Yeah, I would probably, as the owner of a company, I would probably one, be concerned with getting my money back and then making sure he gets a fair punishment. But that's the way I feel already. I don't want him to get off the hook. I think he deserves the punishment. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think...
1: I, it's not I a almost 20-year think, sentence thing. You're just saying it. I
0: almost think that even if you give him jail time, that you should give him the opportunity to be in a position where he doesn't live the rest of his life with felonies on his record.
1: Right, because he's 22. Right. Yeah.
0: So... It's a nonviolent crime. It's not even mm-hmm. drug-related. No, I agree. So, it's a financial crime. Make him pay back every dime of it. hmm And, you know, burden him with those things. Give him 90 days in jail. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Just don't ruin the kid's life where he cannot... Because it's already going to be hard enough now that his name's out there as the FedEx guy. Because... He's still got to use that name when he goes to apply for other jobs. Do you have a picture of him? I don't think so. Oh. I, I haven't seen it. Maybe there's one.
1: Uh, <laughs> Surely someone on Facebook sleuthed it out by now.
0: I wish I could remember the dude's name. It was like D'Angelo something something FedEx Blunt County. Um well, they're calling him former FedEx driver. Well, they may not sure. have a, have a picture of him because he's at work, he hasn't turned himself in, so they don't have a mugshot <laughs> yet. So, yeah, I don't think we got anything on it. This is uh this seems to be a report from what is what news channel is this? Is this ABC 5? I don't even know
1: yeah it says five on the what top. channel
0: this is I, it's, it's not like important I was, I was just curious what look like. let's see if that'll run out real fast and i can i can show y'all this if it'll hurry up these these ads on the internet they just get longer and longer and longer and it drives me absolutely nuts like let me skip it when i need to say
2: thank you y'all for coming down today i know that it was kind of short notice and i appreciate you um Want to come down and be a part of this and be involved, because I know this has been a story that has made a lot made us rounds around the country. Oh, this is on
0: CBS 42. I was, I was acting like it, it was some out. sort of a foreign it's station I've never heard we of.
2: We are able to almost put a close on this. We do have our suspect. We do have charges. We do have the warrants in hand.
0: Okay, let me see if I can fast forward to the part where he says his name. And
2: they are placed in NCI were out on that scene come on today my investigator Sergeant Chad long who worked very many long hours on this what thing, if I could just so Facebook message for Mark Chan moon for like, What's what to do <laughs> he really spent a lot of time making sure that we had every charge down to the very penny to make sure that we were cooperating and coordinating with with FedEx there was a couple of days that he had to really kind of Spend some extra time outside of his normal work hours trying to get dumped. He said that he had made five from the days that this man said that he had dumped. He said that he had made five okay. dollars worth Won't find it. that could be recognized were around $2,000. Also, items on the 17th, he went and dumped five different guys. Where they went and who they were supposed to be, or they were not scannable because of the bar. Again, uh, I'm so thankful for Investigator Long and his hard work because he was very cooperative uh, packages. I mean, this uh, wasn't a murder case. How long uh, is again, this he was, uh, Our offender <laughs> was very cooperative. <laughs> right. the investigator Long went down yesterday to Adamsville to interview him. He met my investigator and investigator Tony Dodd in the uh, Jack's parking lot down there, and uh, he was able to Mirandize him on body camera and uh, ask him some questions where he uh, admitted that he uh, a knowingly and obtained property that belonged to others to include FedEx and commercial transport. He admitted that uh, he deprived the owners of their property by throwing or unloading the property at 707 River Oak Trail and, uh, in a roadside ditch, and that the daily value and the daily claim of those values was provided by FedEx for the dates of 1117, 1118, 1120, 1122 and 1123, and that daily dollar amount was over $500.
0: Andrew Young said uh, Mark Moon is a a preacher, so that's why uh, he's so long-winded. He never denied (laughs) unloading, and he never
2: denied uh, what he did.
0: Come on, brother Mark, give me that name.
2: It's one of those situations to where you hate it for the young man because he did seem to be very respectful, very polite, just made a bad choice.
0: See this. This, this case, hearing you know, this played into my decision as well.
2: Uh, are going to well, uh, affect I mean, him here. So many people make future. stupid decisions. We do you have know? five warrants uh, signed <laughs> for him as of right now, and they are currently in NCIC. We have made contact with him today. He is working today, uh, and he, <laughs> he is sees- delivering packages for another company. So hopefully, <laughs> He's we will have him laugh. in custody by the end of the day. <laughs> And he, uh, like I said, we have five warrants today that are uh, each charge for cargo theft.
1: He's literally thinking, I can't even make this stuff up.
2: At this time, I'll take any questions.
0: Okay, so we must have missed where he said his name. I'm not even worried about it anymore. Yeah, that's long gone. I'm over
1: it. Yeah.
2: (laughs)
0: Thanks, Sheriff Moon. Thank you. He
1: looks like a nice guy, though. I like Mark Moon.
0: He is. I, I, I remember on the campaign trail for mm-hmm. that race, I got kind of involved in it and he sent me a friend request on Facebook, but I don't know that I ever even talked to him. But again, I, I've i heard nothing but good things. Mm-hmm. There was one guy running that uh, yeah, I had kind of made friends with. So I, I felt like no matter what happened in the race, it was going to turn out all right. Right. But I just went ahead and endorsed the other guy on the air. And uh, when I did that, A week later, we did a live remote at Blount County Tactical, part of the hometown tour. Mm -hmm. And there was like two other guys in the race that showed up for that event. Mm -hmm. Probably never even heard of the radio show, but somebody said, hey, you need to go down here and talk to this guy. He's promoting your your competition. So they came and introduced themselves and all that. I'm like, I have no idea who you are. And actually, it turned out one of the guys was was the... um, was, was being endorsed by my cousin, who is a police officer. Not part of that, but he's a city cop. Yeah. A city investigator. But nonetheless, that's neither here nor there.
1: I'm talking about legal stuff again this week.
0: I oh, know. We're legal experts.
1: <laughs> Not even. <laughs> Over the
0: line with Trish, the legal beagle. <laughs> You're
1: so stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Oh, look, we finally got it. Beth coming through. Beth Ellen, DeAndre, Rayshawn, Charleston. So you know what that means. It's
1: time
0: to go to Facebook. I was
1: going to say, you think you're going to find him on Facebook? You
0: better believe it. If the dude's brave enough to get another delivery job, he's brave enough to have a Facebook. (laughs) Watch this.
1: Can you imagine being his boss finding out? That he was the FedEx guy.
0: Uh, right. He's like, is that you? You serious, Clark? I wonder, did Beth Ellen spell it correctly? Did she, uh, there it is. People have already been searching it. Uh, that's That's not... Kentucky. Yeah, but.
1: Click on post, because people probably wrote an actual post about him and tagged him in it.
0: All right. Let's see. There's a story. There's pictures. I don't want to pull this up on the screen and end up showing somebody else's picture. Uh, yeah. I don't see anything. It doesn't matter. Right, I'm not worried. It about doesn't
1: it. matter what he looks like.
0: He kind of does, but it kind of doesn't. Well, yeah. So we're not worried about it.
1: I don't own a delivery service. I'm not worried about it.
0: Well, that's it, man. We're gonna wrap this thing up. Uh, If you didn't catch the front end of the show, uh, as you probably know, Talk 99.5 is acquiring a new child, which <laughs> it really is like that because I'm going to yeah. be the youngster on the station. I'm going to bring the youthful, fresh outlook to the station, I'm not calling the rest of those guys old, but they're old, you know. <laughs> Except for Val, Val's not old. She's a young, spry chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll be starting twelve to two, starting Monday, Monday through Friday. It will be called the Line, and I'm very excited to get us. You guys call in too. Yeah, call in. Yeah,
1: you guys need to call in, especially you guys that are regulars.
0: But one point I want to make, outside of the fact that this show Over the Line will continue, and we're going to be doing it on Friday nights. So we're going to give you one a week. You don't need more well, than that I don't believe.
1: We're probably going to do more than that.
0: Well, if we have a special like breaking news occasion or well, something. Oh, if we do conspiracy. Oh yeah yeah yeah, something. Whatever. I'm just, I'll do whatever mean, she tells me. But
1: you mean do. the line. You're not talking about highly suspect.
0: Right, right, yeah yeah. Okay. I'm talking about over the line.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: Um but you will also be able to listen to The Line on 99.5 via podcast. It'll be available on the website, talk995.com. But also, mm-hmm. it. from what I understand, I haven't actually been told this, but I'm just guessing, it'll be available on Apple Podcast as well. So I really, really encourage you guys to check it out there or listen online live if you can because we track the internet traffic on there too. And it's just as important. That's how I listen. Yeah. It's even, even if you are within the listening area, you may not be around a radio, and it's easier for you to get the I Radio app or go to the website and listen to the show Yeah, live. just
1: hit Google and do a 99.5 talk. And honestly, and I, I think it's,
0: it's probably, probably better if you go to the website and listen, but I, I don't know how that works. Yeah. I'll be talking about it on the show, so...
1: Yeah, call in Monday. I want to be your first call, though. Do you now? Yeah, because I was the last call on your last show. That's true. So I think it'd be kind of cool to be the first caller.
0: You're going to pack me a lunch with a cute little note in it?
1: I used to do that. You remember when you had to stay overnight at the station and stuff? I'd send <laughs> you, you the food. You packed me stuff. <laughs> one time they were going to get snowed in for several days, so I cooked like three or four different recipes. Remember that? Yeah. And then you ended up coming right back home at the end of yeah. the night with all that food. That was disappointing.
0: <laughs> I was all excited. I know. That's one thing I do miss is, is weather coverage oh and, yeah he
1: loved it when there was tornado weather or snow oh god, i
0: felt like such a hero oh my
1: god and people would call in and go i had to jump out of the car and run to in a gas station because you told me the tornado was coming well and
0: here's the thing <laughs> i don't i don't know a lot especially about these smaller towns i mean i've probably heard of them but i've mm-hmm. maybe not been there or don't know enough about it so i'll get on google earth and i'll just start zooming in i'll be like All right, man, once you pass the pink shed on Highway uh, County Road (laughs) 2 and you take that left turn, that nander's right there. You better go the other way.
1: Yeah, but do you remember that caller that called in and said he was driving an 18-wheeler and pulled over and ran into the gas station? Yeah. Because he heard you say it was coming?
0: Yep, and it went right over him. Yep. Too. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs)
1: That's crazy. He loves the weather coverage.
0: All right. So y'all do that. We appreciate each and every one of you guys that uh, have supported this podcast over the past uh,
1: three years. years, Mm
0: -hmm. And y'all are really the reason that we're going to continue to do this thing.
1: And that he kept his sanity. I mean, could you imagine going the last three years without doing any kind of...
0: That would have been bad. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to keep my sanity doing this podcast because there were some tumultuous times. Just yeah. trying to keep it going, mm-hmm. but I, I'm happy with where it's at now. I'm happy with where it's going to be with the mix of the radio show and yeah. so.
1: Well, and I think I'm most excited because he's literally been working from three in the morning till six at night some days, and literally running on three and four hours of sleep a night. And so this is going to allow you to take the weekends off, be at home in a decent hour. well. I don't even know if you're going to know how to act.
0: I don't know if you're even going to like me I, at that point. I don't
1: know either. You know, my grandmother told me today, my grandfather was a traveling salesman, and uh, he was gone Monday through Friday, and she said, you know, we got along great because he wasn't home all week. Oof. So I only had to see him two days a week.
0: Well, this is where the rubber you know? meets the road, sis. We're going to find out if you really like me.
1: Listen, we went through a pandemic and barely skipped a beat.
0: That's true, too.
1: We were quarantined together.
0: There's, there and really, and this is a pretty good track record. There's only been like two or three times where we actually almost committed violence against each other.
1: And I don't Maybe even remember them because I have a terrible memory, so. You
0: know, I think you just blacked out from anger. <laughs>
1: I was the violent one, right? Right, yeah, of course,
0: (laughs) (laughs) of course. This
1: is your memory, so I'm the bad guy. (laughs) Uh, Also, quick reminder, don't forget about
0: linktree.com slash Andrew McLean Who. It is where you can find all the -the over-the-line stuff from YouTube to Twitch, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. I'll probably add a 99.5 link to that as well yeah. so you guys can easily go to that. Just go to that website, bookmark it, And then if you ever need to find something show-related, there's going to be a link there for it. So uh, go hook that up. And we're out of here for this show. We'll be back next Friday. And don't
1: forget to call Monday. I'm going to be listening for you guys.
0: Call Monday. We expect to hear from you. Listen online. Listen on the radio. Whatever you got to do. We need a warm welcome because there's going to be... I'm going to be catching some heat. Yeah. Yeah from some loyal Richard Dixon people who still right now do not know about this announcement and are not going to find out hold on i just did something crazy and are not going to find out until uh monday when i go on air and they're going to be like where's richard dixon did they fire him? Who's Andrew McClain? Andrew McClain must have fired Richard Dixon. And so then they're going to call in. They're going to start gonna hammering. Call, they're
1: going to call in and say, that hay now shtick. Uh, "Hey now sticks makes my skin crawl. Makes my skin crawl.
0: So I need y'all to back me up on that. Same thing happened to us with Dave Ramsey. Oh, yeah. The when Dave Ramsey people. Jessica and I took Dave Ramsey's time slot. They are like... You
1: fired Dave Ramsey,
0: and I'm like...
1: I was probably one of them. I'm a loyal Dave Ramsey person.
0: Yeah, you were angry. I knew you were. All right. That's it. All right,
1: bye, you guys. Is that it? You can't say that yet.
0: Oh. I'll say. Until next time. Bye,
1: guys.